Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Boys and girls, this is the Undisputed Era. Adam Cole, Kylo Riley, Roderick Strong, and you're listening to Going In Raw, baby. This is Shayna Baszler, and you're watching Going In Raw. This is the knockout artist, Cassius Ono, and you're going in raw. Hey, friendo, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson. And available wherever podcasts can be found. Be sure to hit that subscribe button and the notify bell next to it to make sure uh, you're always, you've always got, sorry, Going In Raw Observer here is in chat, and he just said the review of the finale of W. Steve W. will be later today. Wow. I have not even publicly released it. It's not going up live really until Saturday. Okay. So maybe if the Raw Observer can hold off on this very yes, special yes, yes. event. So there's no spoilers involved. Absolutely so here's not. the deal with that. The finale of W. Steve W. can't be aired on our channel here. It might get the channel taken down. Shocking. So we're putting it up for free. Gratis. Oh, and this is this is no stunt to get people to our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. This is no stunt. I was not aware that one of the wrestlers, uh, one of the wrestlers in the women's uh, uh, title match was going to show up basically naked. I didn't know that. These are the problems that you run into simply, as a, as a I promoter. Sim- I simply find that not believable. Speech. Oh, my goodness. So, uh, so yeah. Anyways. He's, he said he's going to hold his metaphorical horses just tranquilo. Yeah, tranquilo. Wait till Saturday. Yes. Saturday is going to be a special day. No count out. All WWE 2K19 stuff. We really know how to bring people to our channel. <laughs> so we've got, we booked SummerSlam. Yeah, which that's going to go up first thing uh, Saturday morning. Which we'll have to talk about that. The, the new 2K20 creations. Yeah, man, that was cool. I mean, they just ripped off Alex C with the Snake Man. Snake Man Orton. Yeah. Um, and then Saturday, you said Patreon will be w, w Steve w, w finale, and then uh, fun wrestling. Yeah, I, I will be well. putting up a remind, short reminder video from the W Steve W control room. Yeah, I'll be doing that. Oh, Epico Mondo. Oh, now he's, he's back, back up to his shenanigans. Our new benefactor with a ten dollars super chat said, "Sorry, I lied. I couldn't help it." Oh my goodness gracious! Uh, so, uh, oh, he says, "Yeah, Epico Mondo." He says, "I'll be good today. I'm not going to hit that super chat button." And then, like within moments, he lied. Yeah, yeah. And then Jeffrey Nguyen reminds us, "Hot Ones episode of Steve Austin today." He says, "It's a must watch." Cool. I did. Yeah, I gotta go tell Eric Bischoff about these hot wings. Bischoff. Bischoff. They're so hot. Anyways, just Anyways. like I was back when he fired me via FedEx. But I got the last laugh. Ha, ha, ha. Anyway. Uh, so, yeah, new on the Patreon. I'm pretty sure we got some new Patreon yeah. members out there. Indubitably. I think, I think we did. I would think so. Patreon meet. That's what I put in my, here we go. That's good search criteria uh, there. Uh, let's see here. John Russo, uh, Nate Williams, and Lawrence are all new patrons. Want to say thanks to all of you. At the $5 uh, a month and up mark, you get bonus content five days a week you also get that as a youtube channel member indeed 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 click join join there should be a button underneath the watch window thing here yeah 
So, uh, the NXT Fallout is in the books. I thought we could try maybe something a little bit, a little bit new, a little bit fun. Uh, one thing that it's really difficult to discuss here on our NXT recap, mm-hmm. uh, and even the UK recap, uh, not so much for 205, but for NXT especially, is uh, it's difficult to speculate on stories uh, going forward simply because so often they will film a big batch of episodes. Like what's happening tonight. Exactly. Yeah, there's, there's, gonna do, do, uh, yeah. there's TV tapings today and next week or today and Friday. There's two two rounds of tapings this month, I believe. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, uh, it's difficult to speculate because we both, you know, we'll tune into the spoilers. I'll half forget what happens. I know sometimes you'll forget the minutia, the details. Uh, and then we'll be like, wait, did this happen? And so it's just, it's a mess. So I figure maybe because these follow-up episodes are so silly, let's see if we can speculate and predict what the next takeover, what matches will occur on the very next takeover, Larson. Mm. Of course, the next takeover is going to be happening prior to Survivor Series. Correct, November. So we've got about three months. Got about three months. Of build. Uh, so, yeah. Well, there's a couple things to consider here, or at least one major thing to consider here. What There's one thing that could potentially happen between now and the next takeover, which would be a move to Fox Sports 1, mm-hmm. in theory. Yeah. I think I read somewhere that they have a full-sale taping scheduled this month and October. Mm-hmm. So it would preclude, unless they don't change how the show's filmed, by that I mean taped in advance, that would preclude a move to Fox Sports 1 until after that, that round of October filming takes place. Yeah. So that wouldn't go head-to-head with AEW at the launch of AEW's TV. Mm-hmm. Um, nonetheless, let's assume that uh, everything in NXT is going to proceed as it has been normally. Let me ask this. No from, massive changes. The, you make a good point. From a business perspective, what would be the smarter thing for WWE to do? Let AEW have their moment and then come in with their own big moment a month later or whatever uh, with the launch of NXT Live or... Mm-hmm. At the same time, the same month, the same day that AEW well, launches I know what live, Vince would think the best move would be he'd probably do it the same day, same time. Hard to argue that's not the best move, though. Yeah, especially if you do something like you know Seth Rollins going to NXT. Yeah, Daniel Bryan <laughs> right. wrestling Johnny Gargano. Right. What are the what would be the pros for not doing it from a business standpoint? You're you're in you're 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 running WWE. Your job is to be cutthroat. Let's take down AEW, or at least try to chip away. Well, then, if that's the smartest case, move. you don't want to do it at the same time. You want to do it like next month. You want to do it before. You want to become entrenched Wednesday nights at that time slot. Yeah, make people make that choice between after they've already been watching NXT for a month. Wow them first, and then ooh, can you? So yeah, can you go to AEW after this? Yeah. Issue is, like most people, DVR stuff. Anyways, live TV isn't the, as huge of a thing as it used to be. Yeah, but there's a there is a definite perception even, issue. Even back in the in the during the Monday Night Wars, I would watch Nitro live from five to eight, and then watch Raw afterwards. And for some reason, I couldn't do that. I would record the other one on VHS tape. Yeah, but it. yeah, but that that particular attitude wasn't reflected in the ratings. Some no. people tuned in. Some people. But that's didn't. why that's and one reason. Per- that's one reason why ratings are. I, I think TV ratings you don't don't carry the weight they probably used did to. Did you see the Did you see that business story about Nielsen? No, they're trying to they're uh, they're trying to be they're trying to sell them they're trying to. I think they're up for sale. All right, but they have billions 
of dollars of debt. I saw the bet about GE this morning. And they're looking for like a ridiculous price tag and nobody wants any part of it. Of course not. So now they're it's looking. It's an antiquated system. Now they're looking at like maybe splicing up the company to try to sell off bits and pieces of it. Wow. But like everybody is waiting because what, like you said, it's an antiquated system that will probably at some point sooner than later be replaced by something yeah, that's far more efficient. You would think so because I mean, it, it, there's there's weight that's carried with the Nielsen uh, name, I guess. Even though it's a totally antiquated system, it doesn't as far as I know it doesn't account for people who DVR stuff. Obviously, cord cutters, all that. Yeah. So there'll be other platforms to watch stuff these days. Yeah. And Nielsen doesn't account for different platforms, different ways of viewing stuff. Yeah, yeah. So like, yeah, the raw ratings are down. You can use that maybe as a measure of a drop of enthusiasm. But when you take into account like Hulu numbers, people who DVR, it's hard to get an accurate number of eyeballs that are in front of your product every week, I would think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so. Anyways, with that conversation out of the way. Is that oh, a- this is this is for, uh, that's for uh, Tony. Yeah. Tony. Here, right in the back of this. First and foremost, you get, we got to find out what's this next for Adam Cole. Seemingly, Johnny Gargano's out of the title scene. Take over War Games. War Games. What is this, three, right? Yeah, so I wouldn't be Take surprised if the three. end game for War Games is still a winner-take-all War Games match. So you can have Street Profits and Velveteen Dream and maybe whoever is next in line to contend for the NXT title taking on all of the undisputed era. I'll go with Gargano because it does definitely seem like a very different, like these have been the names. Yeah. So I, I would think that it's, uh, that it's Gargano. I just remember people were talking about being tired of the Cole Gargano feud leading into this last takeover. Yeah. Like there, it's like, all right, let's get this done and over with and move on. Wait, who was saying that? I just saw some chatter on Twitter about it. Oh, just like internet uh, wrestling yeah. Twitter yeah. in general. Yeah. 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 Um, so unless they have somewhere different they can take the story, yeah, I don't know if that's something they'd the really big, necessarily the pursue. The big thing to honor Gargano. Okay, let's take Gargano out of it then. Hey, what about this? Hmm. Ghoul, what about this? Uh, last line on the follow-up episode, uh, uh, Peter Dune, Pete Dunn. Yeah, so he won the North American he title. He still wants that North American title. Now, that's probably just talk because he, he's, he has to do an interview. What is he going to do? He doesn't know what his next plans are. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But let's move Velveteen Dream over to the Adam Cole position. What if Pete Dunne wins that title off of Velveteen Dream between now and then in a uh-huh. big TV match? Uh-huh. So let's put Pete Dunne Peter with there. the North American title, and let's move Velveteen okay. Dream to the title spot. Or the, the alternative is, is, of course, uh, Matt Riddle takes Gargato's spot. By that point, he'll be done with the Killian Dane feud. Yeah, but that's still that's still really. I'm not gonna say it's really early for him, but I feel like he's gonna be like the next round. I think Pete Dunn's already there. Velveteen Dream's already there. Let's keep him in that spot. All right. What's next for Matt Riddle on TV? He's gonna be taking Killian Dane. That's that's gonna preclude him taking on Killian Dane three months from now. Yeah, exactly. Well, what's an, what's another good building block for him to build the case? At some point, he has to have a match against Velveteen Dream and gets that get that loss back, get that win back off him. Yeah. So maybe that's, yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I kind of feel like Velveteen, yeah, I don't know. Matt Riddle. I mean, you could do this. How about this Matt Riddle versus Goldberg? There you go. This is someone said in chat here. <laughs> Wait, could you imagine that? What if Goldberg really wants to prove his wrestling bona fides? He's like, come oh, on, man. give me a takeover match. And you thought Regal embarrassed him. Give me a takeover match. All those years ago. 
Riddler would run circles around him. Who was... Oh, 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 what about this? Oh, Matt Riddle versus Kushida. Oh, that'd be interesting. Of course, the problem with that is who the hell wins. You also, I mean? also, uh, I mean, the odds of Ciampa being back in, in three months are probably slim. Oh, but that's a good one. Matt Riddle versus Ciampa or Kushida yeah. versus Ciampa. Or put Ciampa in that match with Street Profits Velveteen Dream. Uh, he wants his title back. He never lost it. Okay, so let's take Pete Dunn out. Let's add. Let's keep Velveteen Dream there. Yes. And Ciampa. Assuming he's anywhere close coming back, which is not a certainty. What about this? How about this for a matchup? Killian Dane. If they want to make a big thing about him. Versus Gargano. That'd be good. I like that matchup. Yeah. I mean, I'm not sure how possible that is, if that's going to happen. Because, yeah, again, who wins? All, so, so, much, so much of this stuff is who wins. Yeah, no. You know what I mean? I know. All right. Uh, Jordan Miles. What is he going to do next? Uh, I don't know. Prep for 205, I guess. Yeah, it kind of feels like. <laughs> it's probably gonna he, Dude, case. he's going to get a TV shot. Oh, next should be... Sorry. Uh, it should be Kushida and Gargano next. Mention those matches. Oh, okay. We'll take Killian Dane out. Kushida and Gargano. It's a good thing I did this in marker. Totally. <laughs> it's just, you can't erase it. Dom L says Meltzer gave Shayna and Mia one star. Actually, I, I just went through the newsletter. It's one and a half. Oh, he gave it one and a half. So Reddit had it wrong. Still, that I the, the level... I've never been the kind of guy who's been like, oh, Melter and those star ratings. But man, if that dude ain't on the take for AEW, I don't know what's going on. He gave one and three quarters to Allie versus Leva Bates. And I love Leva. You love Leva. Yeah, she's great. Great person. Uh, tell me, what are your thoughts on that it, match? It wasn't the best match, no. <laughs> it wasn't the best. And and Mia versus Shayna, it was, was that better was than that. It was a solid match, man. That was yeah. at least a solid-ass match. It was at least two and a half. Oh, my goodness. It wasn't It wasn't mind-blowing, Shayna and, and Mia. And it was, it was, at points, clunky, but I think intentionally so. Yeah, it was a physical, you know, One ugly match. I thought that Shayna's, like, little post in the Fallout episode, I thought the little post thing was great. She's just sitting there, she's all beat up. And all she has to say is, and still. Yeah. And then she walks off. Yeah. Going through wars. Toughest test yet. Oh, my goodness. What is he doing over there? I don't know what he's doing. doesn't make any sense. I thought he was a big Mark for NXT anyways. Maybe uh, uh, Dave's really into the librarian gimmick. <laughs> it's like, we don't, we don't see gimmicks like this anymore. I'm really yeah. into this. Yeah. Who knows? Anyways. Uh, yeah. So could, Okay. So let's, we have no idea what's going on. In other words. Uh, oh, of course not. Of course me, we have no idea. So uh, Shayna... Is I think there's going to be some sort of stipulation match where Mia finally takes it. You don't think that's you think it's going to be? I think Eo is going to be the, the 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 person to take it off Shayna. Yeah. But do you think we're going to get Shayna versus Mia in a rematch first? Really? That's going to be done. We're going straight to Shayna versus Eo in three months' time. In three months' time. Uh, yeah, potentially. Wow. We're going to have at least one more really great uh TV match between Eo and Candice. All right. Hmm. Boy, I don't know. Does that put us at, I mean, what is that going to put us at Candace versus Mia then? I don't know, man. Maybe. No. I don't know. I think we might, we might be heading to the end to Shayna versus Candace. No, I wouldn't be surprised if they do this thing with Candace and Io now, and then like six months down the line, or uh -huh. give Io a good title reign. Uh, Candace is one that takes around it off her. To it. That's what we always hoped that would happen between Aleister Black and Velveteen Dream. They never did. There's so many stories that they set up. That like they could totally circle back around to, but mm -hmm. it, it never happens because yeah, usually they called up or yeah, whatever. Yeah. All right. So so far we've got Kushida versus Gargano at the next takeover. Street Profits, Velveteen Dream, and Champa versus Undisputed Era. 
for all the time. That doesn't make any sense. Oh, yeah, that doesn't make sense, though, because he's challenging. Okay. Yeah. So uh, there we go. That's the match. And then perfect uh, first match for Chomp to come back after a neck injury. He's being in war games. Hey, they put those dudes in the ring. Remember Bob, Bobby Fish came back with like a ladder match? No, his first match back was War Games, was too. War Games. And like right. the third spot he took, it was like someone landed right on his bad knee. Yeah. Uh, and then who do we got against Matt Riddle? How about this? Matt Riddle versus Damian Priest. Oh, that's good. Three months from now, he'll be ready. Uh, and then in the, the fallout episode of uh, that takeover, we're going to get uh, Keith Lee versus, versus uh, Dijakovic. <laughs> And then uh, Breezango <laughs> versus... Uh, oh, no, that's going to be a takeover match. Breezango versus... Who's going to be... Oh, well, it can't be for the tag team title. Never mind. Tag team title is still going to be in the War Games match. Mm-hmm. So, here is our... If here you can make sense of that. <laughs> here it is. This is our... Uh, it's like the scrawlings of a mad person. This is what's going to happen... We'll put it right. We'll put, put it right it there. Here. See how, tr- based on what happens tonight, we'll see how uh, how close we are. There we go. We'll look at that in three months. Yes, we will. Uh, <laughs> CEO Bizer says, "What superstar can go back to NXT and beat Shayna?" Thank you for your generous super chat. It'd be cool. Uh, Ronda Rousey, have Ronda versus Shayna and take a uh, takeover. Whoa! Wow! Why not? Oh man! Why not? Uh, what superstar can go back to NXT and beat Shayna? Oh man! Uh, how much would you? I would love to see Bailey go back mm. just for one series. That'd be awesome. That'd be terrific. Anyways, let's hop into this, uh, in yeah. this batch of network episodes. Yeah, I mentioned Breezango a few minutes ago. Uh, they kicked off the uh, post takeover episode of NXT. Yeah, taking on Forgotten Sons. Uh, they're still pretty much uh, Breezango. They just had a uh, uh, new gear. Mm-hmm. But you know, despite the fact that that uh, Johnny Curtis isn't taking a more serious approach to fan, Fandango, mm-hmm. it's always a blast to see him uh, violently gyrate his hips. He also looked very happy to be there. Yeah, and um, he's in amazing shape. He looks like he dropped some weight. He looked like he dropped weight. He yeah, he looks he looks more athletic now. And he's, he did a tope. I never seen him do that before. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was like a you know it wasn't quite like a takeover level match. But it was fun, but it was a really fun. It was probably one of the better Brizango matches I've ever seen. Yeah, because they did give it a bunch of time, and they probably actually got to wrestle how they really want to wrestle. And yeah, ex- yeah. More importantly, exactly. Um, and there wasn't all there wasn't like the vast array of comedy stuff. There was like no comedy stuff. It was all just wrestling. Apart from some, there was a little bit. There yeah. was that one spot where I think Blake was trying to go for a roll up, and, and Fandango mm-hmm. did that thing, and then started shaking his hips. But it's still funny to me. <laughs> no, it is. It is. I love when they, even during their entrance again, it wasn't quite the stank from that one time. But there is still a lot of yeah, a lot of enthusiasm. Yeah, because at first he turns to the crowd that's uh, facing hard camera to get one thrust. <laughs> yeah, and it comes back towards the camera behind Breeze, <laughs> starts gyrating, <laughs> air humping. That's pretty it's great. spectacular. Yeah, spectacular. Um, so uh, there's a scrum early on where kind of like everybody's in the ring, rest distracted. Uh, Jackson Riker comes up behind Tyler Breeze. Clubs him in the back. Um, uh, Forgotten Sons get the upper hand from that point on. Uh, Breeze does hit a hot tag on uh, Fondango, or goes for it, sorry. But then Riker, he pulls Fondango off the apron. Ref uh, senses it, kicks Jackson Riker out. Um, we get a, a, a top rope run and a diving headbutt from the Sons. And then Breeze pushes Cutler into Blake to break up the pin. Uh, Breeze then get the upper hand. Fandango pins Blake after uh, I guess is Breezango's new finish, yeah. which is uh, 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 Breeze does like a slingshot, 
um, while Fondango's on the apron, he hits an elbow, follows with a, a slingshot elbow, mm-hmm. while uh, Breeze holds the other person in like a backbreaker position. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so It'd be yeah. cool if it was a leg drop. I know. But I then know. you risk dropping the leg on the dude who's taking the move as well as Tyler Breeze underneath. Yeah, yeah. That probably wouldn't feel very good. Probably not. It was a fun match. Though. It was fun. It was yeah. fun seeing Breeze angle back. I just, dude, I really want like, now that they had their match... I want them to just rebrand, man. I just want that. And it's probably not going to happen. I don't need to see this anymore. I don't need to do... I know, man. I don't. Grinding hips is fine, but don't need to do this. No, yeah. Look, if you get rid of one, you got to get rid I of I know. Both. That's the downside you of do. it. Just make it more like... Like, Street Profits aren't a comedy act. They're just fun guys, you know? Brizango can be kind of the same thing. They, they act too charactery. I want to just... You just want them to be them. When Tyler came back, he sort of kept it real a little bit. Yeah. You know? Be cool, yeah. We need Fondango to drop the <sighs> to his voice. Yeah, yeah, and just be Johnny. Be Curtis. the guy that that we interviewed that time. Yeah, you he, know? yeah, they were totally cool. Oh man, so and what charismatic. makes and what makes uh, Fondango's tope all the more uh, impressive? Dude is tall. Yeah, right. Yeah, six he four, is. six yeah. three. Yeah, he's a tall dude. He is. You don't you, you don't often see that level of athleticism for a, a dude that's that large. That, that is that tall. That is true. Um, after that, we had a ton of recaps. First, uh, for the North American title match, that was followed by a Peter Dune interview um, where you mentioned that earlier. He said, uh, one way or the other, I'm getting that title off Helvetine Dream, North mm-hmm. American belt. Uh, he was upset that Dream uh, broke up the pin when he hit the bitter end on Roderick Strong. After that, a full breakdown and recap of the breakout tournament leading us to the finals, which was the main event for the night. After that... A tag team title match recap, mm-hmm. followed by a Bob Fish, Kyle O'Reilly interview where they're saying they were screwed. Essentially, uh, the the legal man was not pinned. Yeah. Therefore, we got we got we got issue with it. They're back there looking for Regal. Yeah, and they even did the thing where uh, they reshowed stills from the video, not mm-hmm. just like pictures. They showed like video stills. They did everything except for do a red circle. Yeah. Where you can see, and they slowed it down and everything yeah. to show that indeed the the wrong man was pinned. Uh, next, we had an Io Shirai video package mm-hmm. with it was like uh, intercut. With I music thought video. this was so cool. That song, like I wouldn't like listen to it like on the way here or anything. Like, I found this new podcast called The Clearing. It's really good. What's it about? It's about the this lady who his father whose father was a criminal and like abusive and stuff, and he claimed to be. He like wrote a book about how he was reformed and stuff. But she always had a really uneasy feeling. She left home pretty early. Uh, years and years later, she started like Googling because they moved from town to town to town to town. Started Googling different uh, town names that she remembers living in and looking for unsolved crimes. Oh, dear. And this guy left a wave because like she there was like two people, two kids that were murdered or two like teenagers, I think. I forget that were murdered. And then she was like, oh, man, my dad totally could have done that because he worked at the school. And then it turns out like he did. Oh, my God. And then so, like, this podcast is all about going back and seeing if there's any other crimes that he committed. Oh, my gosh. Apparently, there was, yeah, there potentially could have been a lot. Wow. It's really, it's one of those just, like, really well told, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's good stuff. Uh, so, yeah, after this music video, Io Shirai music oh, video, was it's really saying, well done. This is not music that I'd really listened to. Yeah. But, holy crap, it this worked well. fit perfectly. Yeah, it worked really well. It fits so perfect in telling her story without any, like, you know, actual words. Interviews and yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah, it worked really well. It was great. Uh, after that, women's title uh, match recap, followed by a Shayna interview where, as you mentioned, she walks backstage all beat up, and uh, Kathy Kelly asks her a question, and she just says, Ed, still. Um, NXT title match recap. 
Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie. And we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Wish they would have showed that moment between Adam Cole and uh, Kevin Owens is depicted in the thumbnail of this episode. I know. Um, but we didn't get that. Just got to uh, enjoy Adam Cole retaining the title. What I really want to see for one of those watch-alongs for a big four pay-per-view is the Undisputed Era and Kevin Owens, and that's it. Nobody else in the room. Mm-hmm. No Pat Ma- Well, Oh, and Pat McAfee. Yeah, I guess so, because they, they all just talk trash. Always trying to eat his ice cream. <laughs> Oh, man. And then uh, the last recap was uh, Matt Riddle and Killian Dane. Mm-hmm. And then we got the finals for the breakout tournament, Jordan Miles versus Cameron Grimes. Jordan Miles needs new theme music. His The energy that he brings when he comes out does not match how laid back that theme music is. Like, he comes out on fire. He's all energetic. He's getting the crowd. And you just hear this super mellow yeah. theme song. It doesn't work. And then it's Tron is crap. Yeah. They really, they're designers. Like, the actually, the Undisputed Era's new one is really good. Or the Adam yeah, I mean, one is really it's, good. it's interesting. The uh, I think we said this before. Like, the variety and quality of NXT Tron's like really Priest runs the gamut. Is at least inspired. Yeah, it's motivated by character. It's motivated, yeah. Because he's a vampire, uh, archer, a fire guy. Yeah. He likes fire and archer. Archer of infamy. Yeah. But like some of them are pretty good. Mm-hmm. Undisputed Era's new ones are pretty good. Mm-hmm. Ember Moons were always great. Oh, yeah. That was great. Yeah. But then, yeah, a lot of them are just kind of like, really? That's the best? It's like, nah. That's all. Yeah. Uh, so. But this yeah. match was pretty, was, was decent. It was good. It was fun. Oh, I forgot to mention also. Oh, I think we mentioned earlier. Huh. Uh, Matt Riddle, Killian Dane. No, I mentioned that, yes. Okay, cool. They're going to go next week. Yep. Uh, this is a decent enough match, though. Uh, it was uh, Jordan Miles using his. His uh, quickness advantage, working over uh, Cameron Grimes' knee a bit, a couple uh, dragon screw leg whips. Yes. And then Cameron Grimes kind of getting uh, fighting dirty. Yeah. Went for the eyes, the face a number of times, being physical. Wow. What? Oh, he said, like, well, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, I guess so. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I think I said well, and then I thought it. Oh, all right. <laughs> uh, at one point, uh, Miles hits his bridging German suplex, what he won his semifinal match with, but Cameron Grimes... 
it's hard not to say ACH and Trevor Lee. It's going to take some getting used to. Uh, Trevor Lee kicks out. Uh, there's this great spot where Cameron Grimes, Trevor Lee hit like, they said it was a power slam, but it was almost like a Spanish fly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But instead of having him like this, it wasn't power slam position. It was pretty yeah. crazy. Yeah, that was cool. That was a cool spot. He only gets a two. And then uh, Cameron Grimes tries to throw uh, Jordan Miles into the bottom turnbuckle. Uh, Jordan Miles gets his foot out, blocks it, looks at Cameron Grimes. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. No, waves his finger at him. Uh, and then he wins with a 450. Yeah. Yeah. So and then Regal's at the top of the ramp, meets him with this contract. Mm-hmm. He can go after any title he wants in mm-hmm. NXT. Yep. He's, he's, he's gonna just go after the top title, right? That's what you do. That's, That's what, what you should, should do. Yeah, right. Until someone I imagine I'm guessing what's gonna happen is someone's gonna try to get in his way. Let me ask you this. Yeah. You just won. Larson, congratulations. Congratulations. You just beat Dexter Loomis to move on and win. By the skin of my teeth. Breakout to, yeah, literally. Yeah. Uh, breakout finals. Yeah. Okay. So, you have a really good matchup at the North American title. Mm-hmm. Somebody you're like, oh, man, dude, I've got this guy's number. It's like it's Kona Reeves, North American champion. That's an easy dub. Okay. Yeah. Right. You match up well with him, right? Yeah. Or you have a monster on the top title. Which do you go after? You go, go, go after the top prize. What? Man. But you, you have no chance. Top prize. You have no chance. You go after that top prize. This man. guy has attacked you in the parking lot several times, and you've been prepared each time. All and the more motivation lost. for that guy to get his comeuppance. It's like one of those Kimbo Slice backyard videos, yeah, yeah. but you're on the receiving end no, of Kimbo I've seen Slice. Those. Yes, I'm aware of those. Okay. You're going to go after that, knowing that you're probably going to get just destroyed. Where you have a championship waiting for you. Listen here. You can bide your time as champion until somebody listen, takes listen. this big, per- this this big guy out. This is why. Beating Kona Reeves, really how impressive is that? But you're champion. Whereas if I step in the ring against Damian Priest, mm-hmm. dude's power bomb, like choke slam me through a car windshield, something like that, whatever. If I go in there and put up a hell of a fight, even in defeat, I'm going to make myself looking better than just beating Kona Reeves in I, but two here's minutes. The thing, you're even betting on a good performance. I've tr- I'm this betting guy, on myself. He three times in the parking lot when you show up to the performance center. By the third, by the second time, you're like, I'm ready for this guy. I'm, I'm going to throw. And every time, he just destroys you that's within classic, moments. That's a classic underdog story, man. <laughs> All right. Because the match is going to play out, and All by right. the end of it, the crowd's going to be in a fever pitch for me. To be huge star, whether I win or lose. I'll be there in the Performance Center gym working out with Champa, and you'll show up in rib tape. I'll be like, yeah, man. UFP Neck OS. brace. Look at you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, man. All go right. for the top prize. Well, I like it. I like it. It's, it's moxie. If you got the opportunity to go for top prize, you go for top prize. I guess so. That's my attitude, so. at least. Don't go for second place. Go nope. for first. Go for first. Exactly. All right. Talking about second place, NXT UK. Uh, we've got starting off with Mark Coffey versus Flash Morgan Webster, who is looking for his opportunity to get his tag team into uh, at Cardiff. The tag the, the title picture, yes. Yeah, so make it a triple threat. Um, so because we know it's probably going to happen, not a lot of drama, but this is a good match. It was all right, yeah. I, I, I am a fan of everything in the ring of Flash Morgan Webster because he wrestles. I've said this before. He wrestles like he's not a wrestler, and I like that. He throws his body around a lot. He wrestles like he's just in there like for a fight, but he doesn't really know how to properly wrestle. No, he just throws his body around. Yeah. Even like when he jumps over people, it looks awkward. Yeah. But I, there's something very appealing about that. I think He's it's getting cool. in better shape, too. 
And he's getting a little bit better shape, too. Put some muscle mass on. He had some time off. Whenever the people have time off, they could do that. Yeah. Uh, well, they got that state-of-the-art facility in London now for the PC. Yeah. So, uh, so Flash Morgan Webster, I missed what two opportunities he needs to get through. This oh, I one, that too. And then does Mark Andrews have to win something? He was there. He, well, he already won a bunch of stuff. I yeah, think. but that was all before they had their talk with Johnny Saint. <laughs> Wasn't the point of this that Flash Morgan Webster then has to make make up the slack? He has to fight two matches oh, before Cardiff. I know I could be completely wrong. It could be. I'm, I'm not anticipating that level of Andrews. Not anticipating that level of story from NXT UK. I've been conditioned to accept much less. <laughs> wow. I hope Jim Smallman's not watching this, Larson. Well, maybe now that he's left progress, he can, he can concentrate focus. fully and then develop more stories. Yes. <laughs> On story. Maybe he was watching the show. He's like, man, I need to really get out of that progress so I can. So, you know, Stephen Lawson, they'll know that I'm focusing on story. They'll know that my, my full attention creatively is on this product. <laughs> Anticipate. Look forward to better stories. Oh, Anyways, uh, Flash Morgan Webster won with a roll up uh, uh, earlier on. Mark Coffey was like selling a uh, hammy pole. That seemed real. He was selling it a little too. He's yeah, like, no. oh, God, this is killing me right now. And then Flash Morgan Webster started to kick it a lot. Yeah. yeah. Um, that didn't really help him win. He just won the roll up. It was Mendes on the outside where uh, Mark Andrews took some, took uh, Wolfgang out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Anyway, so yeah. Next. More anything else to add? No, that's pretty much it. No, I just, I'm distracted by the super chat here. Poke sent us a super chat. I meant to mention this earlier. He says, when I watch a Firefly Funhouse videos, all the recommended videos are all those children's song videos. Has the same thing happened to you? I haven't noticed that, but I have a kid. She Sometimes she hops on my YouTube stuff. Mm. So, I mean, I get that recommended anyways. But, uh, yeah, no, I didn't, man. Wouldn't that necessitate WWE, like, setting their, like... Tagging it like children's stuff? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. That's pretty funny. That's weird. Uh, next, we had a Tony Storm interview talking about how excited she is for TakeOver. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to being in Cardiff. I'll be there. You'll be there. We'll all yeah, be there. Yeah, she just wants to party. And then someone brought up Kaylee Ray, and she's like, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, she got all quiet about Kaylee Ray. Yeah. Uh, and then there's uh, Jordan Devlin hanging out backstage, and suddenly a fight breaks out between Piper Niven and Rhea Ripley. Um. Yeah, yeah. They were going at. They it. were brawling. Uh, and after that, Kenny Williams had a match against Travis Banks. Yeah, Noam Dar was on commentary. He was pretty funny. He too. was pretty funny. I like this. He and Nigel had some good interaction. Yeah, they did. And he was just clowning. He was just clowning Kenny Williams the entire time. What are those? What are those tights he's wearing? The red. He looks silly. <laughs> he needs better shoes. <laughs> Does need better shoes. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, that was funny. That was a fun match, though. Uh, Travis Banks picked up the win after slice of heaven and a kiwi crusher. Then afterwards, Banks walks up the stage towards the commentary desk and starts talking trash to Noam Dar. Mm-hmm, yeah, so is, uh, apparently he has beef with Noam as well. They both look like they just wanted to start laughing. I know because they're probably best friends backstage. Yeah. I think all these guys are best friends. I think so. I think they've all, all been friends. training together since they were like nine. Yes. Uh, after that, ago. Uh, Nina Samuels versus Isla Dawn. This was actually a really fun match. This was, I was about to say, this was a really cool match. It was really good. I like this one. Isla Dawn can go. Yeah. I like her, and so can Nina Samuels. Yeah. Um, Nina Samuels picked up the win with a Nina Garoshi. Yeah. It's a good name for a finish right there. Well, it's Ushi Garoshi, but Ushi Nina. Nina. Yeah, that's good. What name would you incorporate? Your What power, what move 
name would you incorporate Larson as part of the move name? Like, you know, for example, Larson Bomb, Larson Cutter. Yeah, Larson Driver, something like that, yes. Steve K.O. Yeah. Is there a finisher that starts with A? Um... Uh, the AJ Styles Clash. All right, never mind. <laughs> that <laughs> could be like and something. Yeah. Attitude adjustment. And attitude adjustment. And attitude adjustment. Larson toot adjustment. That's a stretch. And a Bama slam. Oh, there you go. No, mm, yeah, none of that's good. I just do a fin- or a submission finish and call it stretch. <laughs> <laughs> and you would just be yelling out the whole time. Stretch. stretch. Stop saying that. Stretch. Uh, uh, next, we had Sid Scala do all the talking with Johnny Saint standing next to him for most of it uh, to announce that after what happened at the Download Festival, we're getting uh, Joe Coffey versus Bomber Dave Mastiff at Cardiff. Mm-hmm. Last man standing. Mm-hmm. That'll be good. That'll be really good. Oh, I can't wait to talk about this next part. This is this was definitely... So I was watching... I, did, I had to go home yesterday uh to keep an eye on on my kids while my wife did some stuff yeah and so they were there watching uh uk with me yeah and and so this came on yeah and my youngest was legit horrified of walter (laughs) she turns to me goes i don't like this and i said it's fine this is all pretend so, so if you haven't seen it, you need to. It, it's the closest thing to a wrestling training snuff film. It felt like it could have been a scene from Hostel. <laughs> exactly. Because the lighting was like they just used a fluorescent lighting they in the room. They used a fluorescence. They also like tinted it like greenish blue. A little bit, yeah. It was, it was very drab looking. Very drab. It's like the way, and all of his students, he chose like the smallest students he could possibly find. They're all super green and and terrified. Yeah, like I'd be so. I, yeah, he outweighed all of them by at least individually 100 pounds. 150 pounds. <laughs> exactly, and so it was like a dozen Larsons in there. <laughs> he's like going up and down the line, and he's just berating them all. But like within the context that they're all a bunch of Tyler Bates. Yeah. Well, then he says, "All right, start hitting me." So they do some European uppercuts to him. Come on, hit me now. And he's like, no, do it again. Do it again. Who are you, Tyler Bate? What's your problem? And he just shoves him. Or no, you start chopping him. <laughs> That's right. That's terrible. And you hear like uh, the sound of a two by four hitting a, 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 a raw turkey. What training class is more terrifying? What we saw depicted or Stu Hart's dungeon? That grind. I'm sure Walter doesn't really train like that. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not talking about what's real. Oh, In case I would think the occasional chop would not be as bad as being stretched for hours on end by Stu Hart. Down in his down in his basement. Yeah, I would think just being down there for hours on end, being stretched, yeah. would be way worse than taking occasional chops. So then he starts like berating one, saying, "Tell me your name is Tyler Bate. Tell me your Tyler." Yeah, he's Bate. got his foot on his head and stuff. Yeah, he literally like starts stepping, squishing his head. I know. Tell me your Tyler Bate now. Tell me your Tyler Bate. I was like, oh, I'm Tyler Bate. Get up. I know. Those, he was not he pulled was any not punches pulled. in those. Chops, I don't know. Man. I think I think for him that's a light chop. Maybe, and those were nasty and they were devastating. Sounding. Nasty. They were sounding. devastating. Even with those guys with their shirts on, it was nasty sounding. Do you think at any point any of those guys cracked a laugh while Maybe. they were filming? Maybe because Walter, come on, he's got. He's probably a fun guy. Yeah, he's probably. He, I wouldn't be surprised. He's actually like a really nice dude. He's probably hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, man. That was crazy. That was great. Tell me your name. Who are you? 
Who are you? Chop. Ow. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, finally, awesome. main event. Oh no, Cassius! Oh, oh no. no! Versus Ilya Dragunov. Uh, I was actually surprised by the outcome of this match. I was. I was. Sh- this is the best. So I know lots of other people have had a lot more experience watching the Ilya Dragunov matches. This is the first one that I was like, oh, I kind of see it now. I kind of get. Yeah, it. in terms of in ring stuff. Totally, oh, sure. Totally. Yeah, his histrionics are not still, huge on that. Are still a little bit. Much. I think it's either you're cool with it or you're not. There's yeah. no in between there. So yeah, I'm like, oh so. yeah, I kind of like him. I'm just not into it. His face is weird. His his, his like stuff. I'm not. Yeah, into he's that. very he's very uh, 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 stagey. I am very willing to recognize though that this might be the situation where I'm not into it, and then a year from now he's like my favorite wrestler. Entirely ever. possible. That's that's incredibly likely. It's so entirely possible. Keep an eye on that. But he's very everything's very stylized with how he he performs, and yeah, as you said, you're either into it or you're not. Mm-hmm. There's nothing very terribly naturalistic about how he presents his character in the ring and yeah. and, and how he wrestles. I just don't get why he's that way. Like, tell me, give me some, give me why. Yeah, why are you doing that? Is he really a huge fan of classical music? Is that why he gets in the corner and does this? I know he has the, the soundtrack as his theme. I get yeah. that, but still, it, it's like, why? Why is that motivated? It, does he look weird because he's like like part Chernobyl? You know. See, there you go. Right? He grew up outside of Chernobyl. Hailing from Chernobyl. There you go. <laughs> right? At least that's motivation. Right? Because he looks kind of radio, you know, he looks like he's got some radioactive poisoning going on. There. All right. He doesn't have giant gaping open wounds on him. A chunk of core came flying at his face. Oh, okay. And then you have Ilya Dragon. All right. All right. And he explains his tremendous power in the ring, too, I guess. Mm-hmm. All right, whatever. Uh, on, on the flip side... What uh, American wrestler would be? What was the one on the East Coast? What was that called? Oh, uh, Three Mile Island. Three Mile Island. Yeah. Who's a Three Mile Island wrestler? Well, who's someone from? That's outside of. It's like the Philadelphia area. I want to say. Now you can kayfabe like that. They're from there. They could be from anywhere. Who looks weird enough to be radioactive? Like uh, 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 Dijak. He looks like he might be. Like his face is big. Let's say Baron Corbin. <laughs> That's why his hair is. That's why he had to shave his head. His hair is falling out because of radioactive there you poisoning. Go. There you go. There you go. Radiation. Sickness. That's good. Real good. Baron Corbin. Awesome. Anyway, this is a really fun match. Uh, this is a great bit where uh, uh, Ono sends Ilya into the ropes, and then usually you know wrestlers turn around and run the ropes, but it was so quick that Ilya just bounced chest first and the ropes falls back and looks like he just slams his head to the mat. So according to Matthew uh, from Botchmania, of course, he tweeted out that. Uh, uh, that's something that he does fairly regularly okay. in his matches uh, because it just looks really cool and looks devastating. Yeah, it does. So that's not something that's abnormal. It wasn't like a I, I, I was wondering. If, I didn't think that was definitely wasn't a botch. I was wondering yeah. if that was the case. That, that was one of his normal spots that he's, sure. he's done. Uh, oh, no, follows with the leg drop. That really should end the match right there. <clears throat> didn't. Only gets a two count. Uh, Ilya goes for a sunset flip powerbomb um, off the uh, top rope. Um, oh, no, blocks. So Ono's is like on his shoulders holding on the ropes. And mm-hmm. then eventually uh, Ilya overpowers him, power bombs him anyway. It's a huge show of strength. Um, Ilya, sorry, uh, Ono's working over his arm the whole match. Um, Ilya goes to the top. Ono pushes him off right into the ring post. Back in the ring, or throws uh, Ilya into the ring post again. Back in the ring, falls up with a roaring elbow for the win. Usually, uh, Cassius Ono has been, for the most part, since he's come back to WWE's, uh, 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 umbrella been a gatekeeper mm-hmm. and so you have Ilya someone who's only had like three matches and came in with a lot of fans yes and you have Ono going over yeah surprising 
it, but great. No, it, it was surprising. It was awesome. You and I are big fans of Cassius Ono. Absolutely, and it, hopefully it, it'll offer up a, a, some sort of story for Ilya. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, I you know, Cardiff is only a couple weeks away, so I, I kind of think that they're not going to rush that one. But maybe we'll see a rematch at Cardiff. I'd, I'd be I'd be fine with they that. They only have five matches on the card, though. So. Honestly, this match was so good. Yeah, what sort of we got so far? We, we got, got title match, women's title match, tag title match, and then Mastiff and Coffee. So there's only room for one more. And that'll isn't didn't they say something like Noam Dar? And well, Noam Dar said he had a guaranteed spot, but then uh, Travis Banks said he talked to Johnny Satan. That's not the case. Oh, okay, cool. Um, that seems like kick uh, takeover kickoff show. Yeah, that could be. That could be. Uh, so yeah, it's probably too early. Oh, for that. it might be Piper and Rhea Ripley. Oh, that's a good point. That's probably gonna be the thing. And this, I mean, honestly, this felt like a Cardiff level, oh, like yeah. a takeover level totally, match. Totally. So yeah, it was good stuff. Uh, Two hundred five live again this week was pretty awesome. Um, show kicked off with uh, Jack Gallagher taking on Akira Tozawa. Brian Kendricks out ringside with Akira. <clears throat> There's this great bit where Jack kind of does a, a double leg kick upwards on Akira and it sends him in the ring post. He goes out to the floor and Akira's busted open. Mm-hmm. He's got a cut in his head, bleeding. Uh, he beats the 10 count and the ref goes over and checks on him, puts the glove on, and looks like he had some gauze or something to try to stop the bleeding for a bit. Uh, Gallagher goes for the pin, gets a two count. Um, Akira goes up top looking for that senton. Jack avoids it, puts Akira in the gory special. Akira escapes. Hits a pump kick. Falls with a suicide dive. Back in the ring. Missile drop kick for a two. Two. And then uh, Jack puts Akira on the top rope. Uh, goes for a suplex. Superplex. Akira reverses. Drops Jack on his face. Hits his senton. Um, gets the win. But you have Kendrick out there shaking the, the bottom rope in excitement. Gallagher gets his foot on it for a moment. And it seems like when Kendrick shook the rope, it bounced Gallagher's foot off. Yeah. So... Yeah. Jack Gallagher is like the man on 205 Life and never gets a clean win or loss. Yeah. Yeah. Started with that old Chad Gable thing. Mm-hmm. Huh? Yeah. Um, after that, we had a pretty good Oni Lorkin promo where he's, he was selling throat after being punched in it by Drew at SummerSlam. He needs to sell sleeping under a bench more. He does. After that one. He needs to be covered in leaves. Yeah, right. They have a patch of moss growing on him. <laughs> some gum in his. Yeah, some gum in the back of his head. Yeah. He doesn't have hair, I know. Right. Yes, that's a good point. He really should. <laughs> that was a- My carry-on is a, p- a piece of newspaper with him all the time because that's his blanket. <laughs> yeah. Start complaining about how WWE literally does not pay him. I uh, have to sleep under a bench whenever I tell Oh, him. man. Sorry, I have to mention this now before I forget. But uh, I was listening to uh, Booker T's take mm. on his radio show mm-hmm. on The Fiend. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, he started talking about King of the Ring instead. And guess who he said his pick for King of the Ring was? Who? My boy Mac. That's what I call Drew McIntyre. Oh. He said, I could see it now with the crown and the cape. Yeah. <laughs> he said, I could just see it. King Drew. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, that's not a, it's a good pick. <laughs> no, it's, it's, I'll put it this way. It's the most typical pick. Yes. I'm not sure it's a good pick. That's why it's my pick because I tend to go with the most typical. Yeah. Even though it's not necessarily one I want to see, but I think it's still. I just hope they don't bring great. out. I don't, they, I don't the, the cape and the crown and the scepter, the crown and some hokey '90s BS. And I don't want to throne. See it. I don't want to see. It. <laughs> Very rarely does anybody in the last 15 years be able to make that work. Booker T was one of them. Booker T was the only one. Sheamus's cape was horrible. Yeah. Wade Barrett did nothing with his. No. Yeah. No. It's pretty funny though. 
Uh, second match of the night, Humberto Carrillo, Lindsay Dorado, Cristo taking on Ari Davari and the Singh brothers. Uh, this match came about because someone attacked Grand Metalik backstage. Yeah. And Drake Maverick said, all right, Humberto, you're their partner now. And this match is all about the dynamic between Humberto and Lindsay because a couple weeks back, Lindsay says he's not really Lucha. Yeah. And they uh, is, had a match and in like a double count out too. Is Drake trolling these two guys or does he legitimately not remember, not, not know? Well, that... they're just all there together. <laughs> like Umberto yeah. found Grand Metalik on the floor. Then Lindsay's like, oh, this is how I found him. And I got, I think he said he got Umberto. Yeah. And Drake's like, all right, you guys are a team now. You guys are a team. I don't think he thought about it. You guys are all lucha guys. Just go out there. Whoa, Drake. Um, so it was there was a couple little testy moments where uh, like Lindsay would not tag in Umberto. Mm-hmm. And at the end... Um, Davari walks out. Uh, Creo hits his finish on Sunil Singh, and then Lindsay tags himself in. Well, there was though. There was one moment when they were finally on the same page. They looked at each other and they did tie flying stuff. They, together, exactly. Yeah. So it's like, okay, cool. The Lucha guys are all in this together. Yeah. Doesn't matter that Umberto doesn't wear a mask. It's a yeah. weird hangout for Lindsay to have, really anyways. Is. Uh, and then they're on the same page. But then, yeah, Umberto hits his finish. Like you said, Lince tags himself in, does his finish. Shoots our press for the win. And I, I really like that. They came back from commercial. Well, it was a couple things. So the the referee raised their hands. It was uh, Kalisto and Lince on one side and Humberto on the other side of them. Mm-hmm. And then after the match, like Kalisto was talking to both of them, and, and Humberto was like, you know, wins a win. Mm-hmm. It's all right. It's yeah. all good. Yeah, you can just see like his body language and, and what he was saying. This kind of uh, it was no, it was his lips. It was great. As soon as the tag happened, they had a camera right on Umberto. Yeah, and the look on his face, it was akin to uh, Undertaker uh, post Goldberg match. Yeah, <laughs> he was, yeah. but it was more of a smile. Like, oh, okay, all right, that's how it is. That's yeah. how that's how they do things around here. Yeah, I see how yeah. it is. Yeah, but he's like, all right, it's fine. Yeah, you know, it wins great. a win. Yeah. We won. It's all yeah. good. <laughs> no, it's pretty great. He was probably thinking about it in the car going home. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna rip that mask off Lindsay so fast. <laughs> I think it's gonna be like butter. How do you say butter in Spanish? <laughs> uh, next is a Drew Gulak promo, um, saying essentially like he's trying to rid himself of the 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 ghosts of 205 Live past in terms of his challengers. Mantaquilla. <laughs> Um, and then uh, part of that is, 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 is de- defeating Oni Lorcan yet again. Yeah. And then we had Tony Nice promo where he's talking about that he has to start over, starting from the bottom. Mm-hmm. Uh, Going to have a new Tony Nice. Yep. New, 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 new Tony Nice. New Tony Nice. And then our main event Oni Lorcan versus Drew Gulak for the Cruiserweight title. An infinitely better match than what we got at SummerSlam. This was awesome. Why do you think they do this, man? They don't put this match on SummerSlam because they think that they don't have time. In this, it's funny because in this in this year they had all the time in the world. I know. On top of that, it was in the kickoff show. They spent the I entire know. first hour. And granted, in the first hour, nobody's there. Like it's completely empty. Yeah, yeah. It's just a bunch of talking heads, and I get it. That's what they just how that's how they format the show. And then, but like, uh, I mean, this match was what twenty minutes, roughly. Yeah. You have this match on a pay per view. People people are going to be interested in two hundred five live because when given time and given opportunity to do things creatively. Everybody on that show does really good work. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to think what, like, I understand the priority this year really did seem to be to keep it at three and a half hours. Yeah, um, which I appreciate. Which I appreciate, too. But do a little little less talking on the pre-show. Like, just dedicate that last hour to pretty much all wrestling. Yeah. And it was more or less all wrestling, but there was still a lot of talking head bits and still some interview bits backstage. Just do all that in the first hour. 
Yeah. Second hour, just give us one long match like this one, and then you can do the other ones about 10 minutes or so. Mm-hmm. It just feels like you're just wasted a bunch of time. Yeah. When you could be having matches like this on the kickoff show and really get some eyeballs, hopefully, on 205 Live. Mm-hmm. Um, so pretty much immediately, Oni hits a half and half on Drew. Drew rolls outside. Uh, Oni follows up with like a, a somersault sent on off the top rope, puts Drew back in the ring, only gets a two. Um, Oni goes for a top rope half and half not that long after. Drew sends him to the floor, and then uh, Drew set, uh, tosses Oni throw first into the announce table. Yeah. That was yeah, great. That was, yeah. Picks him up, drops him on the corner of the apron. Again, throat first. Uh, Oni beats the 10 count. Uh, and then uh, Drew dominates for a good stretch until Oni hits this running European uppercut, makes a comeback, hits the blockbuster, a couple other moves. Um, Drew puts Oni in the top rope. He's up there like he's almost like he's going to go for a Hurricane Rana, it looks like. Uh, top of Frankensteiner, he's punching him up there. Oni escapes, goes for a half and half. He hits it. Uh, Oni crawls over for the pin. Uh, but waits too long. Drew gets his foot on the rope. This match actually had a good amount of drama. And it was pretty good. No, it did. One of those, uh, one of those half and halves, or one of those suplexes. Man, freaking Drew landed around in his head. Yeah, no. Uh, Oni starts tossing Drew around the ringside area. Uh, back in the ring, Drew hits a roll up. Only gets a two count. Uh, Oni goes for another half and half. Drew avoids it. Rolls up, but rather than going for the pin, just continues rolling and puts uh, Oni right in the gulag. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oni can't escape. You can't escape. He gets the pass out. Gets the pass out win. Yeah. So Drew retains in a hell of a match. Like I said, shame this wasn't on SummerSlam because yeah, people dude. have been eating it up. Yeah, it is. It is, but I feel like, I mean, I'm going to go to the newsletter really quick. They usually have, Meltzer usually has the ratings there, which I still want to know how he gets access to that. Yeah. I want access to ratings. Uh, 205. Let's see here. Uh, no, there are no ratings this week. Mm. Or if there are, let's see here. Uh, net work. Oh, no, they are here. Uh, and it wasn't, he's only got the top six. That's weird. It wasn't in the top six, but it was SummerSlam. We was SummerSlam Takeover Toronto, SummerSlam Kickoff, hmm. the twenty-four for Kofi Kingston, Chronicle Seth Rollins, and the SummerSlam twenty eighteen. So yeah, interesting. But no, I don't know. They do. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they're just happy. With, maybe they already have a plan for two hundred five. Could be like, hey, we're going to send it to NXT. Hold it into uh, two or NXT. NXT. Yeah. Who knows? <clears throat> Any event. Let's answer some questions. Yes. Um, Johan von Wolfhausen, what if the fiend went after Wyatt house members? Or he says the friend, I assume that means the fiend. What if the fiend went after Wyatt house members? If he went after, what if they have like, like an NWO fiend versus Bray Wyatt? Oh, muscle yeah, man, that'd be cool. Bray Wyatt. I think he just probably means the uh, Wyatt family, maybe the Wyatt family, or maybe, yeah, it could be. Fiend versus Daniel Bryan and Rowan. That'd be fun. That would be fun. That'd Bring be a lot of Luke Harper for once. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. The Fiend goes to find Luke Harper. Luke Harper's just like chilling in his house. It's like on his couch eating some Doritos. <laughs> uh, Wayne Maker. He has a finisher idea. An atomic drop called Shove It Up Your Lars. Oh, there you go. I kind of feel like you'd have to be like Yars. That's the, the Scottish way of saying ass. Ars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you'd have to, like, your character would be, like, Scottish dude. I guess. <laughs> you want to take it that literally, I guess. Of course. 
Uh, Phil T, thank you. Oh, whoa. What? Wow. Crisly news. Oh, my gosh. What? Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Todd Crisley accused of extorting daughter with sex tape. Todd's daughter is claiming to have been not the one on the TV show. Apparently there's another daughter. This is according to TMZ. Oh my god! Oh my goodness! We're gonna—I might have to start up like a regular Crisley news thing, either on Overrun or on my own channel. That's horrible. That is horrible. Let's uh, see. What does she say? <clears throat> His daughter Lindsay, who's estranged from the family, filed a police report last month in Georgia, alleging her brother Chase and her father were harassing her and threatening her with a sex tape of hers she believed Chase purchased. What a sick family. What the hell? That's disgusting. That is. I got that from Cody Miles in uh, in Discord. That's horrible. Aaron Gasper asked, top five dream matches for uh, Cameron Grimes in NXT. Hmm. Give me Trevor Lee versus Kushida. I think that would be spectacular. Velveteen Dream. I'm thinking like the personality clashes. Yeah. Velveteen Dream. Uh, Mia Yim. Okay. I want to see intergender action. With Mia Yim. Good, good. Uh, and then uh, Keith Lee also. Yeah, it's good. <clears throat> Afty, uh, can I get a shout-out for my birthday? Perhaps a promo from Corbin and Undertaker on why all friendos should join the Discord server. I've been in the pits of hell. I've been dumpster diving with my brother Kane when we got drunk. And nothing is as gross as being in the Discord. Stay away from that place. It's disgusting. There's crap in the corner and pee on the floor. I've seen worse places. <laughs> <laughs> Do they have human skulls there? Uh, Jurgen Johnson and Johnson's is Bray Wyatt booking going to turn the Woken Matt Hardy absolutely uh, crap booking. Uh, he's had one match. It's too soon to tell. I think it seems like everybody's really into it though, so I think he'll be okay. Um, Timothy Bates, top five occupational gimmicks for that seven foot wrestler in NXT. <laughs> that dude is the tallest man alive. Dude. So he's got Stokely Hathaway as his manager, <laughs> which is amazing because he's like four feet. Occupational gimmicks. Uh oh. Um. Uh, guy who cleans out your gutters. Okay. Because he needs to go like this. Yeah. Just reach up and grab it. Yeah. Is this your ball? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's good. So that's good. Uh, what else would be would behoove you if you're tall? What's a good occupation if you're a tall guy? Uh, volleyball player. 
No, take sports out of oh, it. Oh, okay. Take sports out of it. Um, Maybe, or it could be this. What is what is a vocation that would, might benefit you to be shorter? However, he really wants to be that. Oh, wow. And yeah. the problem is, is he's he's too tall. The guy who they send into like the bowling when you're in, like the yeah, yeah, pins yeah. and stuff need I, to be reset manually yeah. back there. Yeah. Guy who gets, he just gets all stuck. Yeah. He's like, oh, somebody get me out of here. Yeah. Like, oh, we told you. Send Bob in. Bob's tiny. And then you look at Bob and he's like, tiny. Yeah. Perfect man for the job. Yeah. However. Jimmy Thomas notes that atom bomb was built from Three Mile Island. Perfect. Oh, I want an atom go. bomb versus is that his atom bomb was a uh, Brian Clark. Is he dead? I think so. Which one's dead? I think he is. Was he one of the Chronic guys? Yes. Who's the other Chronic guy? Uh, it was Brian Clark? Was it Brian Lee the Chronic guy? Was Brian Lee was a primetime Brian Lee? No way. Who's the other Chronic guy? Is atom bomb dead? No, he's not. Yeah, nice. Oh, what? Is that Brian Clark? Yeah, it's Brian so Clark. Chronic. It's him and Brian Lee. Brian Adams. Sorry, Brian, Brian Adams. Adams. He's sorry. Dead. There's so many Brian. Yeah, he he he's passed dead. away. Yes. When did he die? Uh, two twenty uh, two thousand seven. <sighs> he's only forty three. Oh, bummer. Jeez, Brian Adams. Man. That's right. So many so many Brian's. Too many Brian's really. Uh, James Francis, just me, or is Ilya Dragunov just really goofy? Yeah, he's super goofy. Come up with a gimmick where he could be taken seriously. I think the Chernobyl one's pretty good. Uh, Chernobyl first responder. Mm-hmm. That's what he is. Also a time traveler? Maybe Chernobyl enabled him to time travel. Yeah. Or he's just been, like, the radiation kept him, like, young. <laughs> but messed up. Yeah, so they, he, just, he was just discovered. He stopped aging, but after the superficial effects, the aesthetic effects of radioactive poisoning yes. kicked yes. in. Yeah. So he has to live perpetually now, forever, as kind of screwed up looking dude. There you go. And he was—he had no other human interaction, so that's how he became so, yeah, you know, uh, huge with his motions and stuff. Because well, he had to entertain himself. Yeah, but no, I'll, I'll rebook him so that he doesn't do that anymore. He comes in, he puts a chair in the middle of the ring, spotlight on him, and he's like, "I've got a story to tell you." And it's, everybody's like, "We've heard your story. We've heard your Chernobyl story." Yeah. You will hear it again so you never forget. It was a rainy day, but it was not water raining down. It was radioactive water. So it was water. Just radioactive. Uh, Brandon Ultreris, <laughs> do you believe The Fiend can be above titles if booked correctly, of course? Steve Bradley said Chernobyl Liberator. <laughs> What does that even mean? I don't know what it means either. Who, what is a Chernobyl liberator? You're like, it was just me and all the dogs <laughs> living on Chernobyl. Fallout guy. Yeah, GT Fallout Racers guy. Here we go. Fallout yeah, guy. Fallout guy. <laughs> oh my God. I really want to start Fallout 4 over, but make it as Ilya Dragunov yeah, now. Go. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> Black Shadow 210. Is Io Shirai's heel turn best turn this year so far? If not, who is? Pair him. That's perfect. Alex C says nuclear man. Pair him with Jazzy Gobber. There you go. <laughs> totally. Uh, Io Shirai's heel turned best turn of the year, I think. Uh, I mean, it's definitely the best repackaged heel. Isn't there? Wasn't there another big heel turn thing? Yeah, Kent uh, joined Bullet Club. That was the most shocking angle in the history of pro wrestling, according to Dave Meltzer. Uh, Daniel Bryan's preceded the year. Preceded mm-hmm. was that before January? Because yeah, it's not yeah, as Daniel yeah, Bryan. Okay, yeah, all yeah, right. It was, it was before January. Fair yeah, it was, it was before Survivor Series when he kicked uh, AJ in the front area and mm-hmm. won the title. Yeah. 
Uh, Big Butter Jesus, where does Cameron Grimes go from here? They bill him over 205, so he's not going to 205. That's good. good and maybe, him. once they develop a character, I can see six months, maybe, North American title scene. Mm-hmm. He's really good. He's got a good personality. Yeah, I hope, man, yeah. hope they do th- some things with Me him. Me too. Uh, James Fletcher, out of every wrestler who left WWE recently, who do you see returning and making an impact? Dolph, if Bodyslam.net is to be believed. Dolph is, I'm, man, I'm all in on Dolph these days, man. I know, no. If you want to see him, go to the Laugh Factory, man. Yeah. Where's the pose? Are there any more questions? No, that was all of them. I read them all. All right. So we're going to do something a little bit different here at the yes. end of the show. Uh, our good friend, oh, he's here in chat right now. Mason. Mason uh, has a, uh, a show, a podcast of his own called Wrestling in the Dark. Remind yourself, uh, ask yourself, why is it called Wrestling in the Dark? Mason is a blind wrestling fan. Uh, he's had a, a sort of progressive blindness uh, uh, condition where a couple of years ago he lost all of his sight uh, after you know uh, 20 years or so of dealing with uh, sight issues. Uh, he's, he can't see. Uh, but he's still a wrestling fan, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, he started up his own show to sort of uh, show uh, a different perspective, something that you know most of us take for granted. Uh, and recently, it was brought to our attention because of his uh, involvement in our community mm-hmm. and the fact that he has a show uh, that the WWE Network update uh, sort of made things a bit more difficult yes. for uh, res- uh, uh, blind fans of wrestling of WWE's product. So uh, he put out like around a six minute video uh, explaining the situation and uh, he's given us permission to run the entirety of it uh, here on the show. And uh, so we thought we would end the show today doing that and uh, maybe to give people out there a bit more perspective, a bit more appreciation, a bit more, you know, uh, uh, knowledge on what it's like to live with this condition. Totally. So uh, thanks to Mason for uh, letting us do this. And it's nice to be able to use our platform to sort of uh, maybe show some issues that uh, expose some people to some issues that are out there mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, other people deal with. Totally. So here we go. Thanks, Mason. And Thank thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Until yes. next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Hey, guys. I'm Mason. I'm a completely blind wrestling fan, and this is my podcast, Wrestling in the Dark. And today, I'm not bringing you a SummerSlam review. And that's because I haven't really got the time to do it which i should have done i absolutely should have done but i didn't because of how long it took me to put on SummerSlam this morning and i'm pretty pissed off about it so i thought that i'd tell you all why i'm super mad at wwe right now I've had the WWE Network for a while. It's always been accessible. One of the reasons, as a fan of WWE, that I've always defended them is because of how accessible WWE has been to me. I used to be able to go on, click all shows, follow like four steps to get to whatever pay-per-view or episode I wanted, and then there'd be loads of clear options about watch from beginning or watch now or watch later. All that sort of stuff was all clearly labelled and really easy to use. And now this update's coming and it's absolutely impossible. I spent two hours trying to put SummerSlam on today. That's half the length of the show, pretty much. I woke up. I tried to put it on at 10am and didn't get round to watching it until 12 and it was just 
ridiculous. I'm clicking around on it, and you click on something, uh, you put my thumb on something, it's like SummerSlam, and then I'll try to click on it, and it'll click on something completely different, or it'll move to a, another part of the screen. And I click on SummerSlam, and every single time it started playing in a random place. As a result, I had uh, the results of Goldberg versus Ziggler uh, spoiled, which <laughs> it wasn't too much because that didn't really that didn't really bother me quite as much because yeah we all knew what was going to happen there but Owens versus Shane got spoiled for me as well as did the main event and <laughs> I am not a fan of Brock Lesnar so it's hard to invest in a Brock Lesnar match when you already know the result and it was just it, it, it was just so frustrating trying to put it on and find a way to watch it I have been struggling with trying to do these recaps because I watch the show all the way through and the notes document that I keep gets really big and then it's hard to scroll through and read the notes and it just I get really stressed out. So I've been trying to watch a match come record apart. But you can't go off the WWE Network because every time you go back on it starts replaying the video and there's no options for fast forward or rewind and the only thing you can do is pause it. So it takes me like two hours to eventually find the watch from beginning thing uh, after I've clicked on the live stream of it. It's how I find that it says, oh, now SummerSlam. So I click on that and it's like watch from beginning. So I, I get through to that. Finally, this is at like 12 p.m. <clears throat> 12 a.m. Sorry. And, uh, and I finally click that. And then I realised that the controls for pausing it aren't working. So I literally could not pause it or leave the screen for the entire time. And it was just, it's, it's just so frustrating. I have to put up with the main roster commentary, which isn't particularly up to par anyway. And will miss things out and uh, just completely be vague and not call the match. And then I have to spend two hours trying to get it on because the network has been updated because you want it to look better and look all tidy and like be in these fancy little scrolling bars or whatever and it's just it's just ridiculous i just if they don't make it accessible soon it's gonna it's gonna really affect my enjoyment of it because i, I I've struggled to get into SummerSlam today when I eventually got around to watching it because of how annoyed I was at the whole experience of trying to get it on. I just... Media these days is fairly inaccessible anyway. I, the reason that my videos are so bare bones is because <clears throat> none of the editing apps out there are accessible or anything like that. So I keep it stripped down so I can keep it to what I can do by myself and it's just it's just really really frustrating when something that was perfectly accessible two months ago is at the point where I just really really can't use it and it's uh it's sort of annoying to me that I like I know for a fact that I could go out there right now and search for porn and there's audio described porn out there and it and it I can't get on SummerSlam on the WWE Network. It should not be harder to watch wrestling than it is to watch porn. And it's just the most frustrating thing 
in the world. I also, also want to do is just <laughs> watch the pay-per-view, do the podcast, put out my review, and have a conversation with all of you about what it was like for me and what it was like for you. And it just... <clears throat> it's just getting really, really frustrating. So, yeah, a, a bit of a rant. <laughs> Admittedly, this was the point. I did want to have this rant because I just... I just feel like you should all know that it's really, really difficult to use the WWE Network now. And you all knew that anyway because you've been struggling too. But you know what? If you struggle, imagine what it's like for me. <laughs> oh, God. I'm <clears throat> I am really sorry about how much of a rant this was. But if you stuck through to the end, you're a star and I love you. If you uh, enjoyed the rant and you want to see what I actually think of SummerSlam when I get my review up uh, in, a, in a few days or whatever, click subscribe and uh, and you, you won't miss any more. <laughs> I'm Mason and this has been Wrestling in the Dark and that's why I'm super mad at WWE. Angie's list is now Angie and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.